0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. Show is tapped out. Brendan Tobin, Sports Machine, Sean Levine. If you missed the main event tonight, it was J.L. Almeida by sub in the first round over Jarzinho Rosenstreit, the co-main event. Johnny Walker takes out Anthony Lionheart Smith, that one by decision. Lots of other news happening in our world of fighting. Looks like we're getting close to a Francis Ngannou announcement. That's supposed to come up Tuesday from the man's mouth, what do you think he's going to tell us? I feel like he's going to sign with the PFL. I feel like that's, that's the most logical thing that's out there. I mean, like what else is there out there? Like there's no boxing fodder that's out there. Bellator seems to be out. So that seems to be the one that makes the most sense, right? Like I just process of elimination. If I had to guess it's going to be PFL, I think it's going to be a big deal, big deal for them. Um, you know, there's been that. The, there's been some him versus Verdoom chatter in the ether, so not the most exciting thing in the world. I mean, like you know, Verdoom's a hundred years old. I'd rather see Francis Ngannou <laughs> take on Tyson Fury than I would him take on Fabricio Verdoom. To be honest with you, but you know, it's a, still a sellable thing. Verdoom's one of the best heavyweights of all time, but it's it's a guy way way past his prime. And that's why I think maybe Francis was a little bit short sighted, or maybe needed some better. I don't know. People surrounding him. I do appreciate what he did and standing up for fighter pay and himself and all that stuff. But the truth is, exactly what you just mentioned is going to be the problem. The best fighters in the world, at least 90 plus percent of them, fight in the UFC. So if you go to a different promotion, it's you're you're gonna have to pull all the work. I mean, you're gonna be Verdoom, like you said. I mean, that guy really is, I think, in his 40s. So What are we doing here? If you're Francis Ngannou, it's different if you're a guy like a Nate Diaz, where you're way past your prime, and essentially there are a lot of fighters and a lot of other uh, promotions that have probably caught up with Nate Diaz at this point in their career. Nobody, especially at the moneymaker division, heavyweight, is as good as Francis Ngannou. So, again, I appreciate what he did, but it turned out, I think, we can say now that we're a couple of months removed from it to blow up right in his face. I think the thing that I'm most confused about with the Francis thing is why the boxing thing didn't seem like it went anywhere. Because I'm looking at the landscape right now. Tyson Fury doesn't have a fight. Deontay Wilder doesn't have a fight. Alexander Usyk doesn't have a fight. Anthony Joshua just fought, but really now doesn't have a fight. So you have all these top heavyweights out there. None of them seem to have a deal. None of them were, you know, none of them said, uh, like, hey, let's get in there with the UFC heavyweight champion. Easiest payday of our life. France's biggest payday. Like, n- because nobody thought that this is something that can make him a ton of money. I think that's the thing I find most surprising about it. Not that I thought Francis was going to compete with these guys. But, you know, I I, I thought that that was going to be a legitimate thing where in boxing, somebody was going to say, oh, we could get the reigning heavyweight champion in, in a ring with, you know, either... Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder seems to make all the sense in the world. And yet here we are. And uh it, it doesn't seem like that took really it it, it seems like it didn't have any traction. Is it because Usyk and Fury is gonna happen? I heard that the talks were kind of getting back together a little bit. Is that maybe because I'm with you? Like, and also again, bad negotiation on Francis's part. You mentioned Deontay at the time that Francis made this decision, Deontay Wilder didn't have a fight on the horizon. Uh, Well, Tyson Fury didn't have a fight on the horizon. Like, make sure you have that done before you make your next move. No, but that's the thing. Like, none of them, like, it seemed like like Usyk and Tyson Fury were going to fight. Then it blew up. So, no. Like, none of these guys have fights. That's why I am surprised. And maybe, look, maybe he'll swerve us all. And that will be the announcement come Tuesday. I I tend to believe it's going to be PFL. But I'm just surprised how it just it dried up as an option when none of those guys got dance partners, especially when Tyson Fury fell out with Usyk. He's seen like everybody seemed to be very open to it. Why this just went away. I don't understand. It feels like that's a, that's a fun option. I think people would be really into it. I think, you know, honestly, the heavyweight division, everybody, if it's not going to be Usyk and Tyson Fury, then what else makes sense? We've already seen him versus Wilder. Wilder versus AJ is not quite what it was, you know, I just think that the, the fact that they're not going that direction is uh, is kind of stupid. Pop quiz, BT. Who's my favorite heavyweight fighter? Right now? Right now, in the UFC. Who's my favorite fighter? Oh, Tom Aspinall, dude. Tom Aspinall. And Tom Aspinall is back, baby. July 22nd, taking on March in Tybora. Do you think that that is instantly a number one contender fight where if... Tom Aspinall looks like Tom Aspinall before he got hurt. Could his next fight be for the belt? Um, That's an interesting question because, you know, John had some comments this week about, you know, that the Stipe fight's going to be his last fight. He seems to really not want to fight Pavlovich, which I can kind of understand. Like, oh, you know, man. why do you want to yeah, go? Dude, why, why would you want to go fight Pavlovich? So maybe, I mean, look, if, if, if this is going to be John's final fight, if they can get it together, why not, uh, you know, why not you win this fight if you're Aspinall and maybe you get, like uh, like Jake points on the chat, maybe Pavlovich versus Aspinall for their vacant belt next year. So while it may not be a ticket to fight John Jones because it seems very much like John's going to do, like, one last fight against Dipe and maybe call it a career, or maybe do a bunch of Stipe fights, maybe a Stipe, uh, Stipe, you know, and then a Stipe rematch. It's a very important fight for Tom Aspinall because that dude felt like he had the rocket on his back before that injury. So it's important to see what he looks like, how he's come back, and if he still is good. And, man, him versus Pavlovich is a hell of a fight, dude. I don't I, I don't, know who you go with in that one because right now Pavlovich looks pretty unbeatable. Hey, speaking of great fight cards, BT, UFC 290, July International Fight Week, Vegas, absolutely loaded. Robbie Lawler, for the final time, is going to make the walk. He retires afterwards, taking on Nico Price. You also got Sean Brady versus Jack Della Magdalena. Brandon Figueredo takes on... Man- Actually, I think that fight got scrapped, so I'll get back to that one. And then, obviously, you got Volkanovski versus Yair Rodriguez. Moreno takes on Pantoja. And Robert Whittaker versus Dracus DuPlessis. We were kind of talking about this last card... Uh, being a little bit of a yawner, they made us stay up late for it. That ain't gonna happen with 290. That might be the most stacked card of the year. No, that's a great card, man. I mean, like they uh, they're coming strong with it. I can't believe Robbie Lawler's career is finally coming to an end, though. That's a, that, that kind of bums me out. That's one of my favorite guys to watch in the octagon. Same weekend that him and uh, Roy McDonald's fights going into the Hall of Fame. But yeah, man, that's that's a that's a fire fight. And like when we talked to Max Holloway a couple of weeks back, you know. He's not ruling out Yair in that one. And it's, uh, it's going to be interesting because Yair looked awesome against Josh Emmett, but folks mm-hmm. no Emmett. And and I think that that's going to be the thing that's, you know, can he do, can he execute that unorthodox style against Volk and have success? Because, I mean, the guy looks like a video game in there. But, I mean, you got to think Volkanovski's confidence is an all-time high after what he just did trying to go for the uh, the double championship. A lot of people, you know, he ends up, finishes that fight on top so like what kind of comments is he going to be oozing with when he goes back into this fight uh defending his featherweight belt really really is going to be uh i I can't wait for that one why don't other sports put games into the hall of fame the same way that the ufc puts fights in now robbie lawler's a hall of fame fighter individually so he's going to get there but you think of like a guy like clay guida he's not going to get in the hall of fame however he is because of a particular fight. It feels like they should do that with other sports where our game was so good, we just recognize it forever. Am I wrong? Am I off on this? A lot of Heat fans have wanted to do this with Ray Allen's shot. Just put Ray Allen's shot in the rafters. Because Ray Allen, as a Heat player, like you can't really put Ray Allen in the rafters, even though he's a Hall of Fame player because he basically played for the Heat for a year, but he has the most iconic shot in franchise history. You want some way to kind of honor it you have a, you have a lot of poll in Miami I know you have a lot of poll in Miami so let me throw out a suggestion and then maybe you throw it out to your listeners and then see if we can make it happen what you're saying is ridiculous just for the record we're not going to play up in the, that's stupid you're just the stop. one who brought it up what are you talking that's about stupid. this is your idea it's your silly. segment it's it's silly here's what they need to do maybe like a x marks the spot on the court Miami's already got all these weird different courts and uniforms, and you guys can't even figure out the name of your arena is these days. So it feels like if That's anybody's going to do it, you put like a little like like a little RA or like a little like logo of Ray Allen just on the court where he hit the shot because it's a very famous spot. Everybody knows where he hit the shot. So you, I just, you just want it? this to be clear. You think that it's more ridiculous to put something in the rafters that just says the shot than it is just but you want to permanently decorate the court that's not ridiculous in your mind not only do i feel that way so does every single person listening right now on the BetQL network and we appreciate you wherever you're checking us out tapped out brendan tobin sports machine sean levine if you like to say what would you do? Would you put the Mahomes side throw? Would that be like his uh, what would be the thing that you would put in all of him? That's not a well, player. But well, like, don't be, don't be don't be don't don't be silly. We can't have just little markings all over the field for everything. Unbelievable. Patrick Mahomes is done. We're talking about one shot here for Ray Allen. Okay. One shot like my grandpa used to take on the hall. So like Chad Henney, Chad Henney's playoff game. That should be memorialized. And don't mess with me with that one. Um, all right, let's keep rolling on because so we got plenty of other news and notes to get to, even though you basically shot it down during the commercial break and said how dumb it was and you didn't even take time watching it. We did have a press conference between Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz got up and went to the bathroom in the middle of it. There right. wasn't a whole lot to come out of it. It always feels like those press conferences are a little bit forced. However, once the fight goes down, have you seen the odds? I haven't seen the odds, no. What do you think? What do you think they look like? Just out of curiosity. You're a fight guy. What do you think the odds are? this could be anywhere Let's and for the record i had no idea what they were going to be when i looked at it i was like i i have no idea i'd go jake paul slight favorite like minus 140 something like that you're not too far off jake's like minus 180 right now so he probably goes off as like a 2 to 1 favorite i don't know i'm not if you put jake d or you put jake paul against nate diaz and you make him an underdog it's going to be pretty tough for me not to bet on nate diaz so I think there's going to be a lot of money coming in on him that night. I really Uh, just want to see him get like, I'm I'm not going to like, here's the thing though, dude, like, I just don't know what we're doing this for anymore. You know what it's like? It's like, we're, I've followed the journey and I feel like the whole point of this was, well, we want to see Jake Paul get knocked out because we all think Jake Paul sucks. And you know what? He doesn't suck that bad. He's not a good boxer, but he's not an embarrassment. You know, like He goes in there and he looks like a boxer and he looks like he could handle his own stuff. We've seen him in there with uh, with people. So it's like it's not that interesting anymore. You know, it's like you either want to see the freak show or you want to see something amazing. And that's that's it. Like, so I'm, I'm just I'm just not that excited about him fighting anymore. He's also not he's not interesting enough. Like, he, now he's not undefeated. And with Jake Paul, it feels like it's kind of all forced in front of me and one-liners, and he's got that weird robot behind him and playing in the audience. And, like, it's just uh, – maybe I'm missing something. Uh, like yeah. It. And look, everything – like, things just – things just run out. You know? Like, it just happens. And so, you know, when he's – you know, his, his peak moment will always be flatlining Tyron Woodley. That's going to be his moment forever. You KO'd a former UFC champion, put him on the canvas like that. He's always going to have that good for him. But then you lost to Tyson Fury's brother and his brother's crying like he won the world championship. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't respect this. It's cringy. Anymore. It's cringy. Although, although also, and I don't know why I'm even saying this, like it matters. He's not as bad of a dude. Like he's not as unlikable as people once thought he was. I'm not saying I'm a huge fan or anything. Very true. He's just, Very true. He's fine. It's, yeah. It's just like, he's fine. There's no. They're, like, they, uh, like I, the only things I saw this week is, like, he had one of his, like, you know, one of his cronies was, like, asking a disrespect, like, oh, I'll fight your brother, uh, Nick Diaz. And it's like, all right, so we're going to try and rile up the Diaz brothers. Like, that's what we're going to do. I don't know. I, it just did nothing for me, man. Uh, I think this one will do something for you. Hamzat has been going back and forth with Usman, and we might, might actually get that fight. That would be unbelievable because... That- Hamzat, like, it feels like we've been talking about Hamzat now and how he's at championship level since the minute that we saw him. And then when's the last time we saw him? I can't even remember. And then you got Usman, who we've seen him the last couple of times, obviously lose, which we're not used to, both the Leon Edwards. Hamzat versus Usman, I'm sure that tickles your fancy. What do you think the odds look like if we get that fight? Man, that's a good question. Um, I'd still feel like, well... Here's the question, because it, uh, it, I don't know what the hell is Usman's weight. Uh, what is uh, Hamzat's weight class? Like, is he, I assume if he's going to do this fight, he's doing it at 170. Because I feel like you were going to fight Usman, like you're going to fight at, at Usman's goat weight class. So if it's at 170, I feel like it's uh, you know it, it'll be a, a slight edge to Usman being the uh, being the favorite. But I'm very much into this fight if they can make it happen. If Usman, if uh, Hamza can actually make the weight for. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I have no idea who would be favored in that fight. Again, we've got a great one to look forward to coming up. It's not until July. We've actually got one more pay-per-view, 289 before. But 290 just has so many bangers on it. Volk, Ayer, Moreno, Pantoja, Whitaker versus Duplessis. Figueredo versus, again, let me stop with that one because I got to figure out whose opponent's going to be. And then Jack Della and Magdalena takes on Sean Brady. So, all kinds of great fights for that one. Coming up in our second hour in a little while, we're going to bring on MMA Insider, friend of the show, to help us make some money. He is Marcel Dorf. But if we can get our wires uncrossed up next, we're going to bring on Maddie Betts to help us make some money. You're locked into the BetQL network.